Welcome to Best Song Ever. My name is Brian LeBen, and alongside me, as always, is my dear, dear cousin, Luke LeBen. How you doing today, Luke? Down in the doom tomb, deep in the ground, Brian would pod with his cuz. They talk about music and laugh along the way. With libations that gave them a buzz. Mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, And they mm -hmm, never mm -hmm. wanted to leave. No, that's true. Never wanted to leave. Oh, excuse me, Brian. I'm just singing my favorite Westerosi standard called Brian of Doom Tomb. (laughs) I I love it. Um, Yeah, it was a beautiful rendition. I had heard the the version on the latest episode of, of, course, of game of thrones of uh jenny of jenny of old, old stones. stones yeah which um the guy who plays podrick was talking about because he had to sing and off mic during our last episode you were making fun of me for drinking my throat juice which is throat coat tea yes and how do you think he got his voice sounding so good Pod was sucking down that throat juice. Wow. No, he just said herbal tea. So, okay. But I'm assuming well, yeah. some of it was throat coat. Do you think the herbal tea also makes him have a massive penis? Because apparently he has it, a very big... The magic cock? Yeah, yes. could be. Um, yeah, so we are a couple episodes into the last season of Game of Thrones. We're both way big, yeah, we're just big obsessed. fans. Um, I mean, I have issues with the show. But, uh, I mean, sure, sure. everyone does. It's understandable. But, um, yeah, it's been a lot of fun. They've really, really tapped those brakes hard from last season. The, oh, the yeah. pace is way down. I love it. Everyone's complaining uh, about it. I really liked the last episode a lot. It was so great. I cried five times. I just wish they would explain Bran's magic. Um, they don't do they're gonna any. have to at some point there i i here's a prediction they're never going to get into it and it's it. just gonna be left <laughs> it's it reminds me of a lost finale sort of thing where it's just like you have all these open questions and i feel like that's mm-hmm. gonna kind of be the same here like they're gonna forget about the lord of light and the prophecy and all that stuff like yeah whatever don't mm. worry about that uh brands a magic three-eyed raven uh, just accept it don't worry about that we can't get into the details but what you know what are you gonna do um i think uh if the game of thrones finale as you just predicted is on the level of the lost finale i'll probably uh just curl up into a ball and die yeah so. <laughs> i think it'll be better than that but i do have i i am worried that a lot like there's just so much that can't be wrapped up i just hope that it is uh, good and enjoyable to, Talk, to watch. Talking about things that can't be wrapped up. Pod's magic cock, am I right? <laughs> oh, I, I don't know. I actually am going to talk about Game of Thrones for <laughs> it's related to my first song. Oh, so cool. should we just get into it? Yeah. We, we've been away for a few weeks and yeah. we're both stoked to pod right stoked, now. Bro. We're we're so happy to be back doing another episode, playing some great songs. So uh, this is, of course, best song ever. Brian and I are each going to play you three of our favorite new songs, and uh, if Brian plays a song I really love, I'm going to give it my stamp of approval, which is Lordy, Lordy, Barry Gordy. And if I play one Brian really loves, he's going to give his, which is Papa Likey. So, we're talking about Game of Thrones, and you know, all the characters I love the most in Game of Thrones, Arya, Jon, Danny, Tyrion, they're all outsiders and people who don't 
belong and you see these people not recognizing their value until they demonstrate their value right cripples bastards and broken exactly things. that was the, it literally what my next thing in oh, my I'm notes sorry. i have a soft spot for cripples bastards and broken things yeah it's good the song i'm about to play is sort of an outsider's anthem uh this is a song called this is a song and it's by the band Anne Horse. Anne Horse is the duo of Kate Cooper and Damon Cox. They make energetic, infectious rock music. And Kate writes these perfect lyrics that just simply and succinctly say, you know, something that you feel in your core. And you're just like, damn, she gets me. And that's the experience I just recently had when I listened to their debut album, Rearrange Beds. And um, it's a great album released in 2009. And then they released their second album, Walls, in 2011. And they received praise from many great artists. And they went on tour with a lot of them. Listen to this list of bands they went on tour with. Tegan and Sarah. Okay. Death Cab for Cutie. Mm -hmm. Silver Sun Pickups. Not a Surf. Okay. Cage the Elephant. That's even if they're you're not crazy about the band, you got it. That's an impressive resume. Uh, Oh, that's respectable. Yeah, for sure. And, uh, then they went on a six-year hiatus. They took a break for a long time, and then they were like, we got to get back into it. we got to make our best album yet. And so that's what they've done, and they're preparing to release their third album, Modern Air. And uh, for the next couple months, they're touring with another great band that we played on the pod, Camp Cope. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yep. Sadly, they're not coming around here, so we'd have to go to Chicago to see them. This song is the opening track on the album, it's a fuzzed out, hard rocking, hopeful punk anthem. And I feel like my songs today have sort of a theme. Um, mm. it, the theme of acceptance, whether it's accepting others, accepting yourself, or accepting difficult truths. Um, they're all about accepting things in different ways. And so let's get into our first acceptance anthem. This is a band called Ann Horse, and this is a song called This Is A Song.
Papa Likey. Yay! Uh, yeah, that was great. I was expecting a, a rockin' song, but I I don't know. It, it was better than I anticipated, even, um, because the name throws me off. I'm a big believer in using A or an correctly, and this is an incorrect usage of an, and it, 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 it messes with me. Well, here's the thing, though, and I think this might be what they're playing on. You don't say a historic, you say an historic. I think there's an exception for the H, but we never use it. So they might be true? doing it correctly. Yeah. Like, have you ever heard someone say an historic day? Like, that's every time I've heard but that. But is that right? Yeah. Are that's you, the only, are, but are I'm you pretty sure? sure. I'm pretty sure. I mean, welcome to Grammar Talk. Are you going to make talk. me Google? <laughs> welcome to Grammar Talk. <laughs> you going to make this become an episode uh, of Grammar no, Talk? No, we don't need to get into Grammar Talk. Both are correct apparently okay so so all right so yeah <laughs> uh then i am all right with it 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 just it doesn't sound right rolling off the tongue but hey it works for them and i could totally see this band opening for tegan and sarah i would have loved to see them uh open for yeah. tegan and sarah tegan and sarah have a, a cool thing about they, they choose interesting opening acts uh, when i went and saw them torres opened Ooh, yeah baby and that was it like an Again, interesting mix and uh, very different from tegan and sarah because they're right. more electronic and now, so it's cool yeah. that they have like the rock acts so you know? uh this i would have loved to see the the show with them um yeah. and yeah no, i know i really enjoyed this song i'm excited to listen to it again um i'm interested to know um i don't think you didn't really get into the outsider thing in the so, first part so how how is yeah this let's from talk a, about yeah. it um so the lyrics uh the the lyrics that struck me and it's the first one she sings this is a song for every time you didn't belong this is a song for every time they got you wrong and i love that because i feel like a lot of us have had those moments where people perceive you in a way or maybe they project an image of you and you're like that's not right that's not me get it Arya Stark. Uh, that's yes. what Arya yep. says. She Not does. to bring everything back to Game of Thrones, but like I said, that's why we we connect to these characters like John and Arya because we see people place them in roles and ideas, and we know they're greater than that, and they're not just that. And um, whether those ideas, like in her case, being placed on like gender roles, being placed on you, or whatever, just perception people project on you that you feel like isn't accurate, and you know. I've had many times in my life where I felt like I didn't belong. I feel like in those situations, I always would like turn it on myself, be like, why do you have to be weird? Why can't you just be like everyone else when really I like this way of thinking of it now? Like she says, uh, we made it through somehow. And now you can look back on it and be like, you know what? They got me wrong. It wasn't me getting things wrong. It Mm -hmm. was this person not understanding me. So that's why I really like this acceptance anthem uh you know not just accepting yourself how you are but also not projecting those ideas on someone else of what you think they should be and just appreciate the uh person that's right in front of you like i'm doing with you right now thanks buddy so that was Ann horse with this is a song from modern air and that's out next friday may 3rd on lamo records my first song uh, that I, I'm going to play, I feel like kind of embodies the feel that you are talking about here. Nice. But takes it to 
uh, the next level of no, bring of it that. back to the no, no, no. that other no, no, level. No, no, then turns it around. Oh, flipping it. No, let's just and, flip and, it back. And around. is like, <laughs> no, we're gonna keep it. Uh, turns it around and and is like, um, my specialness must make you feel uncomfortable. Like, mm, I like that. Yeah. I like that. And um, I, this, I'm so excited for this upcoming album. You are too. Uh, because this is someone that you played on the podcast uh, a couple years ago. This is uh, Jamila Woods. Oh, Jamila Woods, Chicago-based R&B singer, songwriter, activist. Her debut album came out in 2016, and so uh, great. So great. We finally have a follow-up coming out soon in uh, in this year, and the album's called Legacy, Legacy, and mm. there are exclamation points here. And each song is named after historical people of color from literature, art, and music. Um, you and I, this song is called Zora. You and I uh, posited that it was about the water people the from water Zelda. The water people from of Zelda. Course. It's not. No. Um, and I feel. And little, I learned this. I feel a little bad that maybe that's what I thought. But hey, I, I love Zelda. Zelda's so cool. And the Zoras, uh, they, they deal with feeling like outsiders feeling like cast aside that mm, as well definitely um within the the game series of zelda but no this is of course inspired by the writing of zora neil hurston uh who was a novelist uh, and largely wrote about black culture and the complexities within it i love this song so much and then i read the lyrics and love it even more and we'll talk about that after we listen to it. So let's get into Jamila Woods with Zora.
Oh, got to give that a Lori Lordy Berry Gordy. It's not fair. Yeah, you got. You know it. she's like I, my favorite. Yeah, I know it's gonna happen. Um, and she came out of Chicago with a lot of great artists, but she, I maybe my favorite out of that whole class. And she's got such an incredible voice. I'm a little surprised by the sound of this though. Mm. Um, and I had heard this a couple times, but haven't listened to it in a little while. But in her first album, she had that sort of jazzy, I say like the Mr. Rogers Neighborhood uh, vibe yep. on a lot of her songs. And they were there were ones with more elaborate production, but I feel like the electronics in this one, just that big bass uh, electronic mm-hmm. is very interesting. And uh, I really loved those like where it sounds like they're just like running their hand down a piano or like a harp or something. And I was thinking it's kind of aquatic sounding. Um, hmm. in, in, <laughs> You're just trying funny. to bring it back to Zelda. <laughs> and she does uh, talk about seeing the change in the water, which is kind of funny. Oh, right, uh, right. So, but but, but yeah, anyway. I feel like those sounds were really interesting with the... Because uh, everything else is sort of more rhythmic, and then those are sort yeah. of like an interesting little frill uh among among those sounds and uh yeah really cool um sound her voice is always incredible and uh i loved that chorus so much and i loved the abrupt end where she says you don't know me and yes. cut it off before she says you couldn't possibly um so yeah i know you wanted to talk about some of the lyrics yeah get I, into that you know you know a song is going to be great when it opens with the line must be disconcerting how i discombob your mold Oh, that's what I was trying to say because I was like, "Dis, I, you know, my brain is wanting to hear discombobulate, and I didn't right. know what that other sound was at the end. Discombob your mold. Yeah, that's exactly what we're talking about. Like with the last song, I love that for sure. Yeah, and um, and and again, it's just kind of accepting that you are are different, and also mm-hmm. turning it around with her later in the song saying, "I'm all out of fucks to give. Fear ain't no way to live." Um, just accepting yourself and fighting against the stereotypes and assumptions placed upon you. And it, uh, at some point you just reach a breaking point and you, you are yourself and mm-hmm. you don't give a shit about people putting their own shit on you. And uh, you, you just can't live that way anymore. Um, those, those lines are fantastic, but I think um, what really gets me in this song is when she says yeah, your words don't leave scars believe me i've heard them all i may be small i may speak soft but you can see the change in the water um just that you know you're, you're trying to get me down i've i've reached a point of already being messed with so much that what you're doing right now uh doesn't even get me it it even gives me strength to have you messing with me. Um, and just knowing the the uh, the whole theme of the album, legacy, legacy, from these historical important figures, um, it, it's just so so important, so interesting, and I'm I'm excited to hear uh, other songs from the album, which uh, are inspired by Sun Ra, James Baldwin, Eartha Kitt miles davis muddy waters and it goes on and on um it should be pretty exceptional and special yeah that's probably going to be one of my favorites of the year i'll just pencil it in right now no i really like that angle of looking at historical figures and sort of using their uh their model to inform her 
acceptance and confidence. That's really awesome. Mm-hmm. Yep. That was Jamila Woods with Zora from Legacy Legacy, which is out May 10th on Jag Jag You Are. Legacy Legacy Jag Jag You Are. You know? Yeah. What if Jag oh, Jag I know. What if Jag Jag You Are made every album title have a re- repeating word like Jag Jag, right? So Well, then hers should have actually been Leg Legacy <laughs> if it's going to go I with that. I guess you're right. Okay, never mind. Then everyone's going to think it's about like what happens when your leg dies. Leg what legacy. does it leave behind? Yeah. Which is, you know, that's it's a, a valid that's, point. I don't think anyone's gotten into that before. Yeah. I'm interested. All right, well, my next song uh, brings us to a segment we haven't done in a while. It's slipping through our cracks. Oh, man, yeah. I have not had anything slip through my cracks recently. Exactly. Uh, And, you know, this one didn't necessarily slip through my cracks so much as it entered my crack and I held it there. And just waiting, biding my time until I would bring it back out, release it into the world. And now that time has come. Um (laughs) So what I mean by that nonsense yeah, is please uh, do tell. this song that came out very early in the year, back in January, I heard it and was, it was one of my favorite jams. And then when we came back, I was like, I got to play it, even though um, I heard it so long ago. It's great song, great new artist that I think everyone should be paying attention to. So um, this is the song Lasting Friend by Samia. And a little background on Samia. She's a 22-year-old songwriter from New York. She debuted in 2017. Uh, She received a little uh, acclaim for her early singles from Pitchfork, Fader, and also Brian's favorite person and personal hero, Father John Misty, Josh Tillman. Oh, (laughs) no. So she has a song. She has a song called The Night Josh Tillman Listened to My Song. And in a meta self-fulfilling prophecy, he listened to her song. Although in the song, she says he's going to hate it, but he actually loved it and professed his love for it. Um, And by the way, that title is referencing one of his songs called The Night Josh Tillman Came Uh, to Our Apartment, which, by the way, is Kyle, my fiance's favorite Father John Misty This is all making me (laughs) very skeptical of liking this song. God damn it. I shouldn't have said it. No, you know it's going to be great. Let's not focus on the FJM. Um, let's talk about Samia and this song, uh, lasting friend. What made me immediately love this song is the, uh, repeated lyrics in the chorus. I'm not ashamed of my past and, um, mixed with this crunchy guitar gives it a sort of playful, but powerful punk defiance proclaiming her acceptance of her past, but also it's more complicated than that. And, uh, we'll get into exactly what uh the experience it was in her past that she's talking about but uh she does a really good job of capturing this feeling of like looking back at your younger days with the knowledge you have now and taking new meaning from it maybe finding some uncomfortable realizations and uh song rocks hard super catchy and uh the name of a certain best song ever host comes up in this song it's you brian um what do i do uh we'll get into it (laughs) um let's take a listen to samia with lasting friend i'm not ashamed of my past i'm not ashamed of my i'm not ashamed of my past i'm not ashamed of my past i'm not ashamed of my i'm not ashamed of my past I'm not ashamed of my past I'm not ashamed of my I'm not 
it's just a party trick And if you're playing a win, well if you're playing too Then you're playing a win Sounds like that, Brian's not very nice, though. Well, that's what I want to get to, because um, this is what Sammy said about the song. She said, I have this party anecdote about how the boys in middle school used to line up in the gym and touch my boobs. It's as funny as it is difficult for me to grapple with, because it's how I learned to measure my worth. I made a lot of friends that way, and it's hard to unlearn that routine. We were all trying to make sense of the roles we were assigned. Again, we have these roles that are placed on people and also mm-hmm. Samia trying to reconcile and accept herself and her actions as well as the actions of the other people involved. And in the first verse, uh, after she name drops you, she says, I still feel your sweaty hands on them, so I'm pulling on my dress, but I'll forget about it soon. But that image, she says, like this uncomfortable memory manifesting physically, and she's like pulling at her dress. That's why I picture it, like, because she's having this memory of like hands on it and pulling your dress and trying to like get the memory away from you and get the hands off. And like, then she says, I'll forget about it soon, because that's the thing with these feelings of guilt and shame is like they come in waves you know and you'll forget about it you'll be good and then something might trigger it and it brings it back up and then in the next verse she's calling herself monstrous saying in the gym she said she was monstrous and when the jury which when she says the jury uh confirms this uh it makes me think of like the people she's telling at parties you know Mm -hmm. like people are telling her like yeah you should feel bad about this thing and making these judgments on her um and then in the video at this point, it's really powerful because the video is kind of like funny at times. Like there's um, she's doing these like dances with and they're all dressed in gym clothes, you know, and there's all these guys behind her like dancing with each other and they're all doing these moves. But then she's sees like this other version of herself on the beach and she's actually murdering it with the shovel. And so it's really powerful that it's this line where she's talking about 
people judging her and like she's putting all the blame on herself too, calling herself monstrous and like in the video killing this other version of herself. And I just feel like that's a really powerful representation of this guilt and this shame where you do put it so much like I was talking about earlier put it so much on yourself I guess in the end you could say she reaches some sort of acceptance she says they brandish me like one of them come over after class if this is how you make a lasting friend I don't much mind the imminent I'll be ashamed of my past and I feel like she was sort of saying that thing about the lasting friend, like being like, she did make some, these were her good friends, you know, Mm -hmm. but the, maybe the way she made them uh, is sort of bittersweet when she thinks about it. And so in the end, she says she will be ashamed of her past, which you're like, I don't man. But in the beginning you were all like, I'm not ashamed. And that's, I feel like the way it goes, it goes back and forth. It's complicated. Yeah. That's yeah. That's how life is. That's how these, it is when you're trying to process these emotions, it's, always not so easy and you might feel one way and then go back on it but right. um uh i'm not just going to talk about game of thrones here i'm going to talk about some other tv shows really quick oh perfect. just that this is making me think of uh both on hulu rami which just came out which uh he said uh, in an interview that the alt title for that show was muslim guilt because mm. that's what a lot of it is and um then uh pen 15 another great show on Hulu. there's the episode where my learns to masturbate and it's so well done made me cry very powerful and funny and um i really related it to it because to both of them being raised in a christian household you know mm-hmm. you have that guilt and i was recently telling my fiance how like i would um treat masturbating like it was like smoking or like a drug i need to stop doing this and like go like a month without and i'm like what was i doing yeah (laughs) yeah but that guilt is like no joke it's it's heavy i know you must know oh i i do and this reminds me of a a friend of mine um in high school sure a friend (laughs) this is real they got a uh one of their testicles surgically removed Oh, right. And um, the doctor told him, like, when he reached a certain level of um, recovery, that he need he got prescribed by a doctor to masturbate three times per week. And I remember <laughs> our like school friends being like, "Wait, you can't do that." <laughs> wait, wait, what? And that's kind kind of actually really made a lot of us rethink things. Like, oh, wait, this is what your body needs to do on a regular basis <laughs> like this is how you need to release things huh interesting interesting um so yeah that i always i i think about that story yeah. often just like like on one hand you have god telling you if you do <laughs> you you better not do it often um and you better ask for forgiveness right away and then on the other hand you got a doctor prescribing it to you or else you're gonna die right so it's like who, who do you listen to if if you die then you, you go to right. heaven though but if you i don't know yeah it's, it's so tricky it's, these are the tough choices you gotta make in life but yes that guilt um whether christian muslim catholic whatever or just in life that guilt can weigh heavy on you like this just from an experience and um so it's good she's working through the stuff in the song and i hope that guilt's not weighing too heavily on her it seems like she's found some acceptance and uh yeah it's just a really beautiful powerful song um and it rocks hard and is super catchy so that was samia with lasting friend
That is out now with another single, Paris. That's out now on Grand Jury Music. All right, I'm going to move on to another artist that uh, is releasing their sophomore album this year. And I loved their uh, debut album, which came out in 2017. This is the L.A.-based singer-songwriter, Bedouin. And um, you are a Bedouin fan. Oh, yeah. Um, Her debut album blew me away, and her story is super interesting. She was uh, born in Syria, in Aleppo, and she actually came to the United States. Uh, I believe she immigrated to Boston. Her family was chosen in one of those, um, like... Lotteries. Uh, lotteries which our current president has been demonizing a lot lately so whenever i whenever i've been listening to her music i just think about like the beauty that outsiders bring into our lives and how there are certain people that want to um shut that down and makes everything so um one-sided and one uh singular focused and won't allow outside perspectives in and i i you know, that's not what her music deals with a lot, but just the fact that she is in the country creating this beautiful music to me is a testament to um, outsiders and how they uh, should be accepted and embraced and how their culture can really bring about beauty and um, things we really need to experience. Um, Yeah, it's just a good representation of just one of the ways that People bring value when they come here. That's not what we need to fight, you know, right? Um, because they have so much to offer us and our country. Definitely. And um, and now she's based in Los Angeles. She's a singer songwriter, as I said, and has this kind of nomadic folk that's wandering across space and time, as it's described. Um, and it does feel like it was. Uh, it's you found this lost record from like the 70s absolutely or something like that but it doesn't feel unoriginal or anything like that it's it's still fresh i'm i'm so excited that she had she actually just recently put out a new single she has i think four three or four songs from the upcoming album and they're all just beautiful wonderful songs guess what what i haven't heard any of them Oh, oh, well, I this is my favorite one, and I it was the first one, and I've thought about like whenever a new one was released, like should I get that one instead? But I I just I love this song so much. I feel like it's an expansion on her sound a bit too, and um, I'm really excited you haven't heard it, so I'm just gonna stop talking and we're gonna listen to it. All right, this is Bedouin with When You're Gone. Walking circles round the room Playing verses from the same old tunes When you're gone
Living like a fool in love The more I do The less it does when you're gone to give that a lordy lordy very gordy yeah oh my god gorgeous i loved it and definitely an expansion of her sound first i was like oh nice some piano and then just so much orchestration different guitar sounds uh electric and acoustic i mean acoustic is what you expect but right um and definitely i mean you see the album art is like these sort of like foggy pictures look like they're taken on like an old Polaroid or something. And I feel like that's an accurate um, representation of her sound. You know, it is sort of the retro sound um, like sixties folk that you would think about, but still it sounds unlike anything you've ever heard before. And especially that song, I was just like, whoa with the places she took it and then when this chord sort of changed when she keeps singing um how what was the lyric how much i love you i i love you you love how yeah, much you love I how love much you. that that whole last time she sang it and the chord sort of changed behind it, it was just like ringing out it's beautiful um yeah she's fantastic and i need to listen to the rest of these songs now they're they're all really great um but yeah this one is it's got like it's kind of jazzy in a way and kind of spacey and it's just yeah just a really great dense musical landscape that she creates and um funnily funnily (laughs) (laughs) and funny enough uh she talks about the uh the inspiration uh for this song and it started out as just some um she says she was just messing around with pretty chords 
And um, then the lyrics came to her over time, actually inspired by something she read on Instagram, which makes her laugh. Like that's, <laughs> that's not what you that's not really what you hear a songwriter saying, oh, I was inspired by this thing I read on Instagram. Inspired by the grand. Right. But I, I love that authenticity uh, of of Bedouin. Like this it's she's a real she's she's just real and she writes um from everyday life yeah and, and also that's the world we live in now, it is so we should be able to accept that yeah just just artist. accept it don't be ashamed of your past uh of being <laughs> inspired by instagram and um she said that uh eventually you know she she has come to realize that a lot of this song was um that feeling of as she says reflects on the time since she released her first record as she was in nondescript hotel rooms alone or getting dropped off a cliff after tour is over, not exactly sure what to do with myself. That's where this song was born from. And it's funny because like, it's just so gorgeous and like so calming, but to know that there was that other level of kind of feeling restless and anxious, uh, you don't get that from the song, but I think maybe she channeled that energy into something that um, battles against it, um, which is pretty cool. And, uh, yeah, I just, I love her as a musician, and if you haven't listened to her, uh, debut album, which is self-titled, go check that out, and also all the other singles from this, and prepare for an incredible album coming later this month. So that was Bedouin with When You're Gone from Bird Songs of a Killjoy, which is out May 31st on Space Bomb Records. Are we at Fat One's Hot Dogs and Italian Ice right now? The... The uh, creative hot dogs and Italian ices at a mall kiosk by former NSYNC singer Joey Fat One. Because we are in sync right now. <laughs> what? I am so confused. You remember but, before when I say we are uh, we in sync yes, right now? But yes. so Joey Fatone, did you not? I thought you were the one who told me that he owned a restaurant no. called Fat One. No, I, I was definitely not. <laughs> And I did not know this. So I said, are oh, we geez. at Fat One's Hot Dogs and Italian Ice <laughs> at Mall Kiosk by former NSYNC singer Joey Fatone? Obviously. Um, <laughs> because we're in sync. Yeah. I, um, I feel like we are in sync. We are in Absolutely. sync. Absolutely. No, I'm really glad you played Bedouin in the order that you did um, because I also have a nomadic folk singer um, also expanding the more stripped down sound into some more orchestration what and i i know right it's like what this is fat ones i can't believe it and um so this is i'm speaking of course of the tallest man on earth who's that the tallest man on earth yeah who is that um so this is the musical project of swedish singer songwriter christian matson oh um, he records under the oh yeah i've okay. seen him in concert and unfortunately he is the height of a normal man he is not well that's kind of setting yourself up for disappointments uh, you Um, know i mean the title comes from the gardener one of his early songs where he wants to stay the tallest man in your eyes which i would love to stay the tallest man in your eyes brian but uh Mm, not gonna happen i don't know i'm only 5'11 it's funny we were talking off mic about short jokes that are made in game of thrones (laughs) we're we're bringing it back to game of thrones but (laughs) so he's the uh, opposite of Jon snow (laughs) right and um you i had said there was a joke in 
there's a joke in the first episode where uh, Arya's like, I thought you were taller. Yeah, yeah, I heard that one. Uh, and then in la- the last episode, Daenerys is talking to Sansa, and she's talking about how Jon is only the second man in her life that she can say oh, that about. And she said the And first... she said, who was the first? And, yeah. and Danny says, someone taller. That's funny. <laughs> so I, I what, just took it as like... What's up the writers like digging that into, I wonder into if, Kit Harrington? Yeah, like, that's what, probably like on? an inside joke with them where they like to make fun of him. Because I just took it as Khal Drogo's a tall guy. You know, right. I didn't think of it as John, no. but <laughs> you short little nerd. Um, <laughs> How tall are you? I, th- I say 5'11". Um, but I, to be honest, I haven't measured myself in a long time. Let's do it right now. <laughs> All right, the back to back. <laughs> um, but, uh, how about you? Six, two. Six. Oh, okay. Well, you can fuck right off. <laughs> okay. You are taller than Am me. I the tallest man on earth? You might be actually. Um, I got to check with Yao Ming on his stats. But <laughs> I don't think he was taller than six, two. <laughs> you can tell the last time I watched any sports was when Yao Ming was a new <laughs> new guy on the scene <laughs> he's yeah he's been uh, out for a little while now <laughs> um but anyway let's talk about the real tallest man on earth mm. not brian um like i said this is a swedish singer songwriter christian Matson. uh i first heard him back in 2010 with his second album the wild hunt which uh ever since i heard the new songs i've gone back and been listening to that album and just rediscovering how much i really love it and is one of my favorite albums of all time. I think it's just beautiful. And when I first heard him, I was struck by his voice. Just one of a kind, sort of high, a little like raspy um, and sort of crunchy. But when he belts it out, it's just soars and is so powerful. And on top of it, his guitar work is incredible. His finger picking abilities, just inhuman. And there's some great finger picking on the new album. All this is you can hear on the new album. It's phenomenal. And uh, his music is very therapeutic to me. You know, I was telling you that I had a couple stressful weeks. I had this playing constantly, and it helped calm my nerves and keep me sane. And uh, I've also been into mythology recently. We haven't talked about this, but since I've been no. playing God of War 3, because um, uh, yeah. it's all about Greek mythology, I've taken an interest. I've listened to some podcasts, watched some videos. And actually, I was reading the lyrics to The Wild Hunt, and that's actually based off mythology. It's sort of like the black parade that my chemical romance talks about, but it's like if a human witnesses the wild hunt, it's these hunters in the clouds and they are hunting for like souls to take to the land of the dead. And, um, so he, that's, what's interesting about his music is like, cause a lot of it is he talks about, it's funny cause you said birds, bird songs, and this is on rivers slash birds records, which his music is very tied to nature. He talks about rivers and, landscapes a lot where you know like his album covers were landscapes and um but then there's also a cosmic and existential quality to the music and um you're gonna hear that on this song we're about to hear called i'm a stranger now uh his album's called i love you it's a fever dream which sort of gives you an idea of the uh themes on this album love loss delirium pain peace acceptance his early album covers were these shots of these wide open landscapes and beautiful clouds and that's the feeling i get every time i listen to his songs just as wide as the world and as tall too right very anthemic and stirring but still intimate and personal brian 
let's go deep into the forest with our American little hearts and take a listen to the tallest man on earth with I'm a Stranger Now. And after life out here What language do you dream And when you're drunk And feel just like a map Of where you've been And all the smoke and mirrors you hung If only this one held the answer To the aching of her heart A little drop of poison in the rain A little drop of madness in my heart It's nothing but will nothing grow away Look nervously at things that come apart If only this one had the answer to our loneliness and all Through days we love, through days we disappear To go for all the things behind a cloud Oh, I'm a stranger now And where will I undress to disappear? To myself and miss your call I run around and look for you within That little stir of hope into it all If only this one held the answer to our loneliness and all In days of love and days to disappear And I'm a stranger 
I'm a stranger now Oh, I'm a stranger now Wow. You know, I am often pretty hard on folk music these days. Uh, Papa liked that song. Yeah, I didn't think you would because you are hard. So much. Uh, I actually loved that song. Um, It it was just, it it was so interesting sounding. Um, The, you know, the reverb on his voice and his voice in general. I've heard him before. And I feel like he, at times, his voice was too much in the mix or something for me. And I feel like this was just really nicely balanced in. And, like, the idiosyncrasies were, were played well to the, like, the fast-paced strumming or something. But, um, yeah, it, it was just really great. Um, and then when it changed into a different song at the end with beautiful uh finger picking yeah. there uh yeah i i really really enjoyed that surprisingly to be honest with you i thought i was not gonna like it yeah for some reason and like you know we disagree on certain things and usually it is folk yes like and so i was figuring you would be like oh that was good but i'm i'm oh, thrilled I, that I, you I loved, loved it, it. yeah I'm and i mean excited. rightfully so it's a fantastic song yeah. and yeah that strumming's really interesting the more i listen to it because i'm like it's actually like two I don't know if it's two guitars, but there actually are two instruments, but they like blend together so well. And then, yeah, like the guitar in his vocals, as it always has, is still driving the song. But everything that's added on just adds to that feeling that I feel like I'm going for all the things behind a cloud. Like he says, like it just makes you feel like you're floating and just these I picture these wide open landscapes. And actually, I was just thinking I henry thought of this before but when that low piano note kicks in it mm-hmm. reminds me mm-hmm. so much of the chorus in hurt the johnny cash mm. version of hurt okay yeah that I... the low piano hits it just with the strumming guitar i'm just like oh it's just like classic country folk uh and uh it's just beautiful let's get into the lyrics a bit because uh it's it's definitely hopeful sounding, you know, but right. and he says that little stir of hope into it all at one point, but it's also you can tell it's sort of uh painful and I feel like this whole album as the title implies I love you it's a fever dream is sort of about a doomed love. Those are some of the tough situations that he's accepting, you know. He says in the chorus, through days we love, through days we disappear to go for all the things behind the cloud, we are strangers now. And I interpret the things behind a clown is behind a clown <laughs> oh geez let's not get into clowns um you don't want to know what's behind a clown no it's probably a knife in their hand yeah. and they're gonna murder you um <laughs> that's just what clowns that's hashtag not all clowns guys they're not all like that i disagree um i am a staunch anti-clowner well you go up to the clowning college and you tell the people slaving away will not go up there because they will kill me (laughs) that's a good point yeah um but but anyway deep into the forest with my swedish little heart that's not where you want to run into a clown (laughs) it's deep in the forest well no that's true but if he has a little heart it's harder to hit with a knife 
That's true. Yeah. So, so, like, he's a very tall man, but he has a little heart. Um, no, no, no. He is the tallest man on Earth. He's not a very tall man. He I understated. Is the tallest man on Earth. How? How's the blood getting to the fingers and the toes and and the top of his head? If if it's a small, I don't know. little heart. You know what? Maybe it's just a normal sized heart, but proportionate to the tallest man on earth. It uh, seems like yeah, a Swedish yeah, yeah. Okay. little heart. That that checks out. Um that that's biological. Yeah, I think that makes sense. Um but we'll uh we'll ask Christian to send us his medical records and yeah, x-rays. And, and and we'll, we'll no, get to the send of this. send him straight to Dr. Oz and then Dr. Yeah. Oz will get back with us. He's the top medical authority in the world. But talking about these things behind behind the cloud, uh, I think of that as like the unknown impossibility, but also like uncertainty. Where do we undress to disappear? Talking about like becoming the person you need to be to sort of pursue those things. And I was thinking maybe that's sort of where the relationship runs into problems is the pursuit of those things. Or maybe it's for other reasons, but... um the i'm a stranger now i feel like you can look at that in a lot of different ways of like you know if you're becoming a strange from someone you're literally a stranger to them but also thinking of like the past selves like samia killing her old self is like being a stranger to your old self and reflecting on um things like that and then in the end the lyrics i referenced now so deep into the forest with my swedish little heart I am nowhere near your sunset. It's so quiet after all, and I'm a stranger now. So I feel like it's this peace. You find some sort of peace in the end there. It's quiet after all, but I'm a stranger now. So it's, again, that sort of bittersweet peace, bittersweet acceptance. So that was... So that was The Tallest Man on Earth with I'm a Stranger Now from I Love You, It's a Fever Dream, out now on Rivers slash Birds Records. And I feel like Rivers is his most used word in all of his songs. And there he has a song called Rivers, but mm. he talks about Rivers a lot. Um, also, two funny things that's stranger now that we're out of... Now that we're done talking about the emotional stuff, I was going to say, um, you know, going along with uh, what we were talking about earlier, I first thought maybe he's talking about giving himself a stranger on this song, mm. and that's what he's talking about. And the cloud is like his numb hand. No, I'm joking. <laughs> I mean, no, you're, you're on to something Maybe I could, here. if I run with this uh, interpretation, it, it, we could yeah, get somewhere. I think this makes sense. Also, I was looking, I was trying to figure out when I was thinking of a stranger to myself, I was like, what is, where do I like, there's, I've heard that phrase many places, but I was like, I hear I'm a stranger to myself. And I was trying to think of it for so long. And it's the clip in Community, the show where they're doing the commercial and Jeff plays the Dean and he wears Mm, the bald cap and he goes, I'm a stranger to myself because he becomes a bald man. And I was like, oh, that's what it was from. That's funny. I was thinking maybe I could pull like a powerful quote about being a stranger to nope. yourself. And nope, that's like, community. nope, he's become a bald man. Uh, we are so in sync because I've been rewatching Community lately. Oh, yeah. And it's it's just so good. Oh, one of my favorite love shows it. of all time. And also the last song I'm playing, uh, I feel like that I Love You, It's a Fever Dream. Is that what it's yeah. it, like? That totally applies to this 
song and to the creation of the album in general that um, one yeah we're you know thanks joey joey fat one uh you're the man uh you help us be in sync yeah and uh i'm also excited because uh this is another artist that i love a lot and it has another album coming out uh, well i'm already married uh i don't know her at all so that would be weird um I, you know she doesn't want some creep fan being like will you marry me sound so. like excuses to me but sure. <laughs> um this is kate laban uh not laban which is our last name oh, yeah. which i was thinking about like i was like she could be is our, that my cousin right she could be our cousin no kate laban uh are you familiar with kate laban Have i definitely i definitely know the name but I don't know that I've uh, listened to her. My, I, I'm pretty positive I've put a song or two on a mix for you. I'm, so I feel I'm like sure. I've heard something from uh, her. Her standout to me is Mug Museum. That album is incredible. It's up for. Um, I'm listening and making a best uh, albums of the 2010s right now, and that is one that's highly ranked for me. But also, you know some of her work. Uh, she actually produced the Deer Hunter album from this year, oh, uh, which is a phenomenal no album. And yeah. she played, I think, like harpsichord or something on it as well. Which um, was sort of, I feel like, the defining sound was <laughs> right. the harpsichord. So um, she's she's just a really great musician. The, uh, the label describes her as a pop polymath. Uh, and she her styles are are all over the place. The Mug Museum leans a lot into like some really great guitar riffs, like Velvet Undergroundy sort of. She also has like more acoustic stylings as well. Like she she's just a really great songwriter. So, uh, but the the kind of fever dream aspect of this, uh, she when she made this new album, she was um, kind of in a like mountainside home in the united kingdom uh by herself and during the day she would learn like to to make money she would learn how to make furniture like she was pretty much becoming like a carpenter working with her hands and then at night she'd go secluded in this house and she had this piano like the first piano she ever had and And she she, and she would make like she wrote all of these songs on the piano first and um, she said uh, there's a strange romanticism to going a little bit crazy and playing the piano to yourself and singing into the night. And that's how this fever dream aspect of this album was born. And um, the the song we're going to listen to, the chorus is, I love you, I love you, I love you, but you, you're not there. Um, I love you, I love you, I love you, but you've gone. I thought you were going to say, it's I love you, I love you, I love you, it's a fever dream. And I was going to be like, plagiarism (laughs) on someone's part, right? (laughs) No, so it's just that kind of crazy aspect of love. I feel like we should listen to it, talk some more about the specifics afterwards. Um, So let's get down to this. This is Kate LeBon with Daylight Matters.
Lordy, Lordy, Barry Gordy. And do you realize, Brian, that we're both three for three? It's crazy. You know, I, like I feel that? like this has happened one once time. before. Yeah, yeah. But we didn't have a name for it. But I think that means that this is a perfect app. I, yeah, a perfect app. And so we'll say, yep. since we didn't coin it before, this is the first perfect episode of our podcast. Guys, feels good. It does. It feels really, really good. You know, this is what the ninety third, ninety second. Mm, 92nd this is the 92nd 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 episode (laughs) episode and this is this is the first perfect app that we've coined the term for yeah and we're talking about acceptance through this whole episode right i accept that we are perfect so yeah that's pretty cool absolutely i've been telling you and myself and everyone who will listen for years uh i am perfect you are perfect we're both yeah but yeah, that was an awesome song. Very bouncy and jaunty, and I loved it. But then so much going on. Yeah, it is jaunty, but it's got this underlying sadness as well, and just kind of a, a little bit of a crazed, manic vibe to it as well. I, Absolutely. I, yeah, I and you it. get that in the end with the sort of ringing out where yeah. it's like, it can be pretty and then sort of like go sort of out of tune and be a little eerie sounding. Um, But Loved that chorus too. The yes. "I love you, I love you" that was worked so perfectly. But yeah, 
that was i mean brilliantly orchestrated there was so much going on in that and it was so well balanced and loved her vocals very uh unique voice i've definitely heard her before i don't know what but i feel like i knew her voice and yeah that was great she's just an expert level songwriter and that shows that off uh there I also, this time listening to it, was struck by how each instrumental part seemed to be doing its own thing. Like, if you if you took them each separately and listened to them, you wouldn't necessarily think they were from the same song, but they all fit together so well. Like, yeah. the guitar was doing its own weird thing, and the piano was just kind of plunking along a jaunty tune, and then the bass line was interesting and not what you would expect. And then there's a weird kind of synth saxophone sound going on okay so that was like because i was like that sounds like a synth horn yeah i mean it sounded somewhat like a real horn until it it would but but uh, when it held out like that i was like that sounds like synth yeah that was very interesting but i really liked it yes all the the weird layers going on that's that's what um that's what she does this is one of her more accessible sounding songs i would say and it is definitely, uh, you know, kind of a, a weird song, but um, I love it. I love her, uh, and I'm super excited for the upcoming album. And also, I feel like as one of, she's a LeBen now. You know, I, I will, yep. I will call her Kate LeBen instead of Kate LeBon in my heart. Uh, I'll call her Kate LeBon since that's her actual name. But in my heart, I'm saying LeBen. But you know what she did for us, Luke? You know what she did? What the fuck did she do for us? No, something nice. Oh, what did she ever do for me? That's what I want to know. This this upcoming album, she's putting, she's t- uh, releasing it smack dab in the middle of our birthday week. Oh, album sandwich with birthday bread. So, uh, for, <laughs> for listeners who don't know, uh, my birthday is May 22nd. Luke's birthday is May 29th. 29th. And this uh, is on the 30th. It's on, well, the 24th. Oh. It's it's in... It, oh, wait. I was thinking yeah. yours was on the 31st. That's my other cousin. Yeah. I'm, Sorry. Don't need to bring up okay. other cousins, but... I just, and you didn't, obviously didn't listen when I was speaking because I said the 27th. I wasn't. But, um... So anyway, how cool is that? She put it right in the middle of her birthdays for both of us as a birthday present because she's a family member of ours. Well, let me uh, thank you right now. That was the best birthday gift that anyone has ever gotten me. And I mean that sincerely. Ah, man. And you haven't even heard it yet. Yep. Uh, So that was Kate LeBon with Daylight Matters from Reward, which is out May 24th on Mexican Summer. All right, well, we got one thing left to do, and that's talk about the music we're excited for coming out this day in Shouts. What you got, Lukey? What you excited to listen to? Oh, I'll tell you what I'm excited to listen to. These are all best song ever vets that I played. Me, personally. Oh, no, actually, one you played. Um, <laughs> uh, first off, we got Craig Finn with I Need a New War, the frontman of the Hold Steady, amazing singer-songwriter. Those songs have been great, the ones he released so far, so that's going to be awesome. Again, un- same thing, the singles of this next album, Local Natives, Violet Street. I have loved those as well, and I reached out, and they said No. and uh but i did play them previously and kevin morby oh my god played him previously and again those songs have you heard any of those yeah they've been pretty good they've been pretty good um mountain goats in league with dragons they're one of my favorite bands of all time will always be 
and I didn't listen to this one in full, but I listened to some of it on first listen. You can go check out on first listen. It's going to be awesome. And then Schoolboy Q, Crash Talk. What you got, Brian? All right, so I got Soak with Grimtown. That's uh, going to be great. I'm excited yeah. for that. I was I just listened to the three singles that are out for it, and I, I love every song. Um, yeah, pumped about that. Pure Bathing Culture with Night Pass. I played Pure Bathing Culture PVC, on, uh, baby. on a fun <laughs> yep, PVC Pipes, uh, a fun episode where I had a, a weird thing about uh party playlist party playlist and they fit in nicely and that there. song is awesome yeah um king gizzard and the lizard wizard with fishing for fishies is that right <laughs> yep that's right <laughs> did do i you really do you really want right. a question do you have to question if that's a king gizzard title right You're <laughs> so crazy fishing for fishies wonderful i interviewed the guy from that band uh, i love them they're they're fun and cool uh all this harding with designer those songs man you should listen to um uh especially i think it's called the barrel or barrel or something like that Panda. It's really good. <laughs> you said designer, right? <laughs> yeah, that's the name of the album, you, you weirdo. Oh. Uh, and then, of course, I don't know how to say this, uh, Otoboki Beaver. <laughs> uh, and they are a Japanese girl punk band, and they are fucking crazy. Sick. Yeah. Speaking of Otoboki Beavers, we got to talk about our three dads. Ah, uh, guys. <laughs> I love our three dads equally. Me too. Equally. I yeah. love them equally. And They're I hope beautiful. they love us equally. Yeah. Um, let's talk about Daddy Daddy's number one and two are sort of a joint deal. We are a Planet Ant podcast and we're powered by Pinecast. And we're so happy to be on their network. As I tell you every week, go listen to the Michael Dupree Variety Hour. Go listen to Fumbling Around. Also, um, I've got a couple friends who have some podcasts that will be coming out very soon on Planet Ant oh, cool. podcast. So keep an eye out. There's going to be a lot of great new shows coming out. So, yep, yep. So those are our first two, and our other daddy, of course, is Offshelf.net, which is now live. Uh, yeah, baby. Up there's a bunch of content on there. It's a, a new venture from our, uh, our good friend and intrepid editor David Obenauer. Mm. Uh, and a lot of other people as well. But right now, it is live up with interviews from Guided by Voices, Strand of Oaks, Herzog, Failure, Mouse on Mars. Jordan Draper talks about uh, his Tokyo Tabletop series. So there's also coverage on tabletop yeah. games. Um, Smirk and Daggers, Kurt Covert on his game Tower of Madness. And uh, some cool columns. Uh, the jersey beat founder jim testa is going to be doing a monthly punk rock scouting report column that's up right now bunch of fun stuff look out for even more exciting features uh coming there so go check out offshelf.net it's a really lovely thing i'll be writing a monthly uh thing about my favorite singles from the month that'll be coming out next week so check it out y'all uh who are your favorite singles in your area uh <laughs> i i don't click the link so i don't know um oh, okay all right folks well that's gonna do it for us this week and you can find us on social media at best song ever pod for planet Ant podcast i'm luke leven saying you better check your prospect and actually you better check your accept <laughs> all right and i'm brian leben reminding you don't let the bastards grind you down 
This is best song ever. 